it's the the pettiness that destroys the presidential dignity. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend Alfonso Rachel, and uh, we promise we won't put you through what we put you through last week. Uh, Zoe and I are still feeling the um, kind of the uh, psychic and and uh, and moral repercussions from that bath we had to take last mm. week. So I thought for uh, for this week, we'd do something pretty now for something completely different. <laughs> uh so uh, I think by by now everybody knows that Queen Elizabeth has passed away just a day or two ago as we record this. And there's a quality that she had, and um, many qualities, but I was trying to put my finger really on what the essence of that of that great woman was. And 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 there's one word that comes to mind. Um, I'll just preface this by saying this. Queen Elizabeth II, who they're already beginning to call Elizabeth the Great, which I think is is profound. Elizabeth the Great uh, was almost without, I, I don't know the exact details. She was, I'm quite sure, the richest woman in the world and, and may in fact have been the richest person in the world when you consider what her legal ownership of property was. And of all the people out there on the, on the political spectrum, she's the only one that I can think of, really, who, who, <laughs> who had the actual ability to act royal because she was. In other words... I've seen Obama act very imperiously and so on. And, and you know, he grew up smoking doobies on the beach in Hawaii. This is a queen and she and she has the legal, historical and moral uh, excuse to be to be arrogant, condescending and so on. But she wasn't. And the word that keeps coming back to my mind when I think about Elizabeth the Great and when I think about one of the many qualities missing in all of our society today, but most especially in, in the political leadership. And that word is dignity. Uh, dignity. She, you know, she, she's the only person out there who really had a right to argue about pronouns, you know, uh, because uh, the, the, as, as Her Majesty the Queen, she would always refer to herself as we, we are not amused, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> we, we, we. But here's the thing, though. I realized that she was queen about a couple years before I was born. So she's been queen my entire life. I sang God Save the, the Queen for a quarter of my life when I went to schools in Britain. And my mom was a pretty subject till the day she died, and so was my uncle. Uh, and my grandfather was awarded the Order of the British Empire, so I have a, I have a, a, a half a dog in this, in this hunt. Um, but I never once saw the actual queen of the British Empire behave so condescendingly as anybody I've seen on TikTok lecturing me about whatever they want to lecture. So here's something you can do to be a, a better ally with blank people. You know, just just the the, the raw arrogance of, of what we see out there is just astonishing. And dignity is the quality of holding yourself above turmoil and pettiness, I think, would be a decent enough uh, uh, definition of it. And while dignity can sometimes, in fact, often leads to aloofness, that's kind of what we want in our leaders. We want leaders who are, who are, who are able to behave themselves and, and act as if they are, in fact, the leaders and not just some, you know, some, some petty 
criminal family that's, you know, making deals with China and then getting on the on the standing in front of Independence Hall in front of blood red banners telling us that 74 million Americans are enemies of the state. Dignity is is a quality I think that Ronald Reagan shared. And I can't think of anybody since him. Uh, I can think of a few people before him. Lyndon Johnson, not one of them, parenthetically, by the way, Zoe. Uh, I think Queen Elizabeth met with uh, either 13 or 14 presidents. Uh, every pre she met with every president since she had been queen, with the exception of Lyndon Johnson, which I suspect was not an accident because he was he's tying uh, Barack Obama and uh, and Joe Biden for the least dignified president we've mm -hmm. ever had. But but to put all that aside, right? <laughs> what 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 a quality, what a quality for a leader to have is 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 dignity. What what a what a tremendous asset. And by the way, think about how much of actual power it gives to somebody who in the British system is essentially a figurehead. She's on the money and she's on the stamps. She doesn't really have the, 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 the regal authority or the legal authority to say, I am the queen and this is what I want. So her dignity, her, 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 her royalty, her sense, uh, her aura of, of, of majesty. That's why that she's called your majesty was essentially the whole parlor trick. And I'm not trying to make it sound like it was a fake deal. I, I just look back on this and think, man, I, I, I sure wish we had more people like that today in leadership positions. I wish we had people who could be above all of this stuff and had the, the discipline and the emotional character to, to not be drawn into these petty fights all the time. Yeah, I guess that would be nice. And, and to be fair, um, I really don't know much about uh, Queen Elizabeth. But one thing is for certain, I do not want my perspective of her uh, shaped or, or uh, you know, dictated to by, you know, the left who seems to hate her so much. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that in itself is is telling, you know, when I when I examine who it is that they love and who it is that they hate. Yeah, um, I, I tend to go in a different direction because they, they seem to be very, uh, you know, skewed about a lot of things. So but I mean, it's not not something that I've paid a lot of attention to. There's there's enough going on in my life to be able to. It's like I'm, I'm not caught up with you know with Queen or any royalty of any other nation to tell you the truth. Um, but I think I can maybe speak a little bit towards you know representation about uh, rather than I I don't like to think of you know these people in office as leaders. Um, it's not I, it's not a leader that I'm looking for. These people are are supposed to represent us. And, you know, just the same way uh, as the queen is a figurehead, you know, she represents something as she would say, you know, we are not amused no, she, because she's she's basically, she is the British Empire. Right. She she represents them or the Commonwealth. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and here, you know, in the in the States, we're supposed to have people represent us. And unfortunately, in a lot of ways, we have people uh, misrepresenting us. And, you know, when you have these people with this, you know, these so-called leaders, because that's what they want to be. Uh, they do want to be leaders. And it's hard for a person to go in with the with the motivation to be a leader. You need a leader because when they go in with that motivation, chances are they have their own ideas of what it is to lead. And it's like, well, how about you go in there with the motivation to represent us? Don't forget that you represent us. Uh, so when they go in, they end up going in, you know, and, they and it usually turns out they have their own agenda and it's their own agenda that they want to lead. And I guess we have to follow along. Um, you know, but at the same time, if these people want to keep their leadership position, they have to 
represent the sentiment of the people of their constituency. And there's a lot of anger out there and there's people out there that people want to be able to to take their issues out on. Uh, they want to, you know, and what what a nice way to do that than to celebrate somebody's death, you know, especially, yeah. you know, a, a, a rich uh, elderly white woman. Yes, let's take our, our anger out on her. Uh, and that kind of stuff is a strategy. I know a lot of people think that the Democrat Party uh, has become this party that hates white people. Um, that's not exactly true. The bottom line is that the Democrats are the party of white supremacy so much so that they think that they are better than other white people. It's it's that bad. That's how bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see yeah. where you're going with this. Th yeah. That's how bad. Yeah, we've got it. We've got to save people of color, and we also have to show how much better we are than other yes. white people. Yes, and the, the, so, the race, so let's take it away. Go, go. The race narrative Sorry, hasn't stopped, and it, because what it what it does, Bill, they're gaslighting people to get sick of black people. That's what they're doing. That's why they're making it look like they are the party that is against white people because it stokes the pride and the resentment of other white people. And they throw black people out there in front of it. And the black people are the ones who are getting, you know, uh, um, basically people are getting tired of yeah. the black people that Democrats yeah. are putting out in front of them. And same for trans too. Let's come back yes. to dignity though, okay? So let's take Queen Elizabeth out of it and take the whole monarchy out of it. Um, and let's just go to that to that quality because it's I think dignity is a virtue. Mm. Uh, there, there's something to be said about, I think probably the the quality that most underlies dignity is self-confidence. Dignified people don't snap back because they don't, because because the, the slings and arrows of, of, you know, of trolls and so on don't bother them. Uh, I, I have gotten much better about not responding to um, negative comments, which used to bother the living daylights out of me when I was doing the blog. Uh, Jeremy Boring was the guy who said, hey, look, man, uh, Zeus doesn't come down from Mount Olympus to argue with shepherds about the weather. Uh, so he appealed to my vanity, which overwhelmed my uh, my my uh, natural sense of uh, aggression and, and, and venality. Him, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> rank hath this privilege. So. Uh, but but th that's really what it is, is is this um, is this is this a self assuredness and while we started the conversation talking about queen elizabeth dignity can be possessed and is often possessed by the least among us you know uh, there there is a, a dignity that um we'll take farmers for example i've always found them to be extraordinarily dignified people they, generally speaking they're not culturally sophisticated people in terms of their ability to drop a you know a, a witty bon mot at a cocktail party but because they have enough dignity to not go to one of those but but it comes from a sense of self-assuredness from a center. It comes from a from a center, a moral core, and and I think that's why so many um, devout people are tremendously dignified individuals. Uh, you can say what you want about Gandhi, and there were an awful, awful lot of negatives about Gandhi to go with with the uh, astonishing number of positives. But here was a guy who dressed in homespun, who 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 intentionally looked like the, the poorest man on the planet, walking around with kings and royalty. And he could pull it off because he had dignity. He had that gravitas. He had that that sense of assurance and confidence. And when I look at the uh, political leadership out there now, I don't see any of that. I don't see any of it in the pop culture either, for that matter, with one or two exceptions. Yeah. And and you know what? I, like I said, I, I don't I don't look to these people for that. It's not something that I, I their leadership is not something that I need them to supply to me. 
Uh, I just need them to go in there and represent, make sure that my my God given rights are maintained and not infringed upon. That's that's really all they got to do uh, in terms of me leading my own life or you leading your own life or anything like that. That's that's what's necessary. Um, you know, if I want perfection from anybody, I'll go to Jesus for that. I'm not looking for perfection from these people. Uh, I'm not looking for you know some sort of political salvation from them or anything like that. I know they can't supply that for us. I'm not one of those who says that government's, you know, not the, the problem or not the answer. Government's the problem while waiting for some political messiah to come in and do something about all this mess. Uh, and I see too much of that. And it's very contradictory with, with a lot of people. Um, you know, the dignity. And it seems like these people are just allowing themselves to be defiled to keep their power. And, you, you know, and, and they want to be able to cater to. Uh, people's selfish interest uh, and project their selfish interest on other people in a, in a slander campaign and making people dyslexic about who's doing what. I mean, the confusion out there is is just man, it's 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 deep. It's so deep. Um, the dignity in responding to people, I I, I feel. You. I mean, I, I think you know you know the Lord said it best. You know, don't cast your pearls before pigs. Uh, you know, they will, if you want to go ahead and try to get in, uh, in an entanglement with them, they're going to drag you in the mud. They're going to tear you apart. Um, they're going to steal your time. You know, you're going to, and, but the thing is at some point you got to be able to show that they're a pig. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you give a person a chance. You just like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to give reason to you. This is a reasonable, uh, uh, point that I'm going to make to you. If you don't want it and it shows that you don't want the truth and you want to stick to your truth and all that sort of stuff then okay, there you go. No more pearls for you. I'm going to dust but that's the thing. That's the thing about dignity, though. Dignity dignity shows the other party that they are, in fact, swine without having to insult them, right? They don't have to say a word. Uh, a dignified person in the presence of, of, of cast your pearls before swine mm. doesn't have to say you're all a bunch of pigs. That's undignified. They, they simply... They simply behave on a different level, and that becomes obvious to everybody, including the pigs. Mm, well... It's not necessarily an insult if it's true. You know, so it's like uh, if a person is going to behave a certain way, if they're going to behave foolishly. Well, well that's true. Yeah, you know that's saying? not. Yeah. Yeah. That, that dignity is not high on the list of Joe Biden's priorities. <laughs> right. So it's it's not like, you know, these ad hoc attacks or anything like that are just being uh, mean spirited and just like throwing out a bunch of words. I mean, because Jesus himself did it. You know, it's like, look, you're, you know, you call people's like you're a dog, you're a snake, you're a pig. You know, and and because that is how they behave, mm -hmm. low as low as you know, uh, acting like they're animals. So Jesus would call them out for that. Um, it's not being uh, indignant when one considers how they were to you in the first place, and you're trying to tell them the truth. And not only do they reject the truth, they they insist on being a liability, and it ends up dragging you. It forces you when you're trying to say, hey, you don't want to do that. And they're dragging you into it with them. And it's like, look, uh, um, you stink. You need to get me out of your constriction. Fair enough. Um, you know, I've, I've over time come to, to really love the man uh, for a number of reasons. And there were moments when Donald Trump exhibited actually a great deal of dignity. Most recent one that I can think of. Uh, was during the uh, day or two after the Mar-a-Lago raid, he sent a, a message to the person who was basically persecuting him, to Merrick Garland, and said, listen, the country's tearing itself apart. What can I do to help? 
to, what can I do to help cool things down? That is an extremely dignified response. That's the kind of response that's worthy of a president. And like I said, I love the man, but one of the one of the faults of Donald Trump was that he would often allow his combative nature, which I suppose is essential if you're going to basically make a living in New York real estate, to overcome his um, to overcome his his judgment. I think. Um, most of the problems that people have with Donald Trump were, were about his lack of dignity, about these these tweets that seem that seem petty and and so on. Uh, like like everybody else watching this, I'll take the petty tweets and so on. And and the thing about Donald Trump is that I believe that deep inside, he is an extremely dignified person, but he is also a product of his environment and a product of 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 how he ended up becoming as successful as he was. And I think if he had been more dignified. Uh, the margin of his victory would have been even greater in 2020. And after that that uh, remark to get to uh, Merrick Garland, I realized I hope he cultivates this more. Uh, I hope he I hope he goes to his instincts to be um, above these things because when when he is in those moments, he's really remarkable. Um, and and I think it's the it's the the pettiness that destroys the presidential dignity. And of all the things, I'd, well, not of all the things, but one of the many things that I would like to see back would be a sense of dignity in the um, in the Oval Office, which is not constantly descending to things like what we saw in front of Independence Hall, where the, the president essentially has a conniption fit and, and pounds his fists and calls half the country traitors because they don't fall in line with him. Um, it, it is a, a quality that to me has no downside. Ronald Reagan was a dignified person because Ronald Reagan was a gentleman. You know, that's a term that you don't hear often anymore. But but in the British Empire, in the, in the world that Queen Elizabeth was born into, and was the world that has passed when you know during the course of her lifetime, the the the, the ideal among um, among the British among British manhood generally was to behave like a gentleman, was to behave as a person who was in control of their emotions, as a person who was above uh, pettiness and emotional childishness and so on. And one of the truest things ever said about uh, about the British is that, is that the British are never rude except for on purpose. And, uh, and, and I just find that quality to be something that, that really is lacking and that, and that just makes you a more effective leader. I, I get your point about not looking for a leader, and and I get your point about not following a leader, and and certainly you can have a sort of a messianic view towards politicians, which is dangerous for you and the republic. Mm. But with all of that said, somebody still has to be sitting in the White House, and and somebody still has to be in Buckingham Palace, and so on. And one of the reasons that I think Charles in in England is so um, so less loved than both uh, his his mother Elizabeth and his son William is that Charles especially with Camilla and, and then some of his environmental comments is, is a guy who's, who doesn't seem to have a whole lot of dignity. I think he probably did once. It's been a tough life for him, actually. Um, well, tough life being a you know, Prince of Wales, poor guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I reckon a lot of people would, would love to trade out that toughness for the toughness that they're dealing with. But, um, you know, like uh, I want to get, get back to like Donald Trump being on Twitter. You know, a lot of people didn't want Donald Trump to be on Twitter. And my my wanting my wanting uh, Donald Trump to not be on Twitter wasn't for the same reasons as anybody else. 
I just don't like the idea of being dependent on these platforms of our enemies because couldn't they, agree more. Yeah, they, they, but but the only of, reason he was on Twitter was because the networks wouldn't cover him. It was the only way he had to talk to the American people. Exactly, and that's and that's where a lot At of the, American people yeah. were. They're on Twitter. So, I mean, I totally agree. It's like, look, man, go where the people are and talk to them. And that's yeah, what he did. That's and why that's we're good, on YouTube. Right? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that Reagan did. You know, people, hey, people listen to the radio. I'm going to do radio. So, and yeah, we we absolutely, you know, want to be, uh, we want to keep the, 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 the high road. Don't ever want to be petulant. Some people do need to be responded to with force. You know, with a forceful word, but not a mean-spirited word. Not a mean-spirited. There yeah, you go. Yeah, don't be mean-spirited. I mean... Even we had we we did a production, you know, D is for Dungeon, where we're we're making a case that hey man, we gotta ridicule these people. You know, we're gonna call them out and we're gonna we're gonna bust out that Shakespearean snap bag and we're gonna pull out mm -hmm. all, all sorts of you know uh snaps on them. Um, is it mean spirited? Is it petulant? No. I mean, I think no. it's you know, it's it's if, if anything, uh I mean I can see where they're they're offended by everything. They may find it a Yeah, but it's, it was playful and fun. It was, and, right. and that was the mood we definitely were both going for. Yes, you know, so it's it's not about being petulant or anything like that, but it's like, okay, two could play at that game, but I'm not going to stoop to your level. You definitely want to keep the high road. And even as far as military uh, uh, um, campaigns go, that the high ground is where you want to be. Uh, so, you know, these kinds of things where you do want to keep your integrity, you want to keep your head cool and stuff like that. Um, Sometimes people want to get out there cursing and snorting and all that sort of stuff. That's that's you know I think I've been blessed to be have people people pretty good head as far as that goes. Where I don't resort to that. Where I got to start cursing and stuff at people. But I'll let people know. It's like, look, man, you're you're causing some problems here, and and I call it out. But you know, yeah. to go just getting like wishing harm on people or you know getting a cursing and just being profane and stuff like that. It's like no, that's not necessary. Well, just to close this up for myself, uh, I, I I may suffer from um, uh, I don't I certainly don't suffer from excess dignity, but I suffer from an uh, it's not really suffering. I, I am I, I part of my character is uh, over awareness of dignity, um, personal dignity. Uh, I think that comes from having uh, British parents going to British schools. But the main thing is uh, growing up as the son of a hotel manager. When I was at the hotel, I had to be. I had to I had to behave like I was the son of the hotel manager. Any sense of entitlement, and I mean any sense of entitlement, like uh, get me a drink, or that, was, that that was the end of the world for me, and rightfully so. So we ended up being really polite kids and stuff. And and what I find is is that put a respect for um, for for rules and doing things the way they're supposed to be done. Put a respect for that into me that may, it may actually almost be a little bit too much. When when I was, uh, you know, 12, 13 years old and we were doing sleepovers and stuff, I was visiting, with, uh, sleeping over at my friend Steve's house. There were four or five of us walking around the neighborhood. It was real late. It was like, you know, it might have been 1130 or something. And, um, and there was a shortcut back to his house just to go through the, just go past this side of a person's house, jump over a fence and you're in his backyard. And that meant going through this other person's property and hopping over the fence. And so they all just did it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was like there was a force field there. I could not do it. So I walked around, you know, the the the, the long way. And I find that the things that really, really torque me more than anything are are, are situations when people behave uh, selfishly and without respect for the rules. People who people who drive slow in the fast lane. Uh, people who cut in, you know, at the last minute in traffic, that kind of thing, just really, really, really torques me out. Uh, 
this is the world we live in, I guess, and try to maintain as much dignity as we can anyway, because I do think it is a, a, a an actual virtue. And and I think one of the greatest examples of, of dignity is, has left the stage and... Um, and on some level, I think uh, I'm I'm happy for Queen Elizabeth that she doesn't get to see more of what appears to be coming before we get back to some sort of civility and decency and dignity in our society. That'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal, which is made possible by the extraordinarily dignified uh, members at BillWhittle.com who, um, who pay for the show so that you don't have to. Uh, and uh, we'd love to have you join us. And uh, we keep saying this every week, but we mean it every week. We are up against enormous, enormous forces, financial forces that are doing their very best to tear us down. And we're doing our very best to keep it going. So there's that. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle, and we'll see you next time here on The Virtue Signal. <laughs>